Hello and welcome to the Dr. Richard podcast, a show about health, wellbeing, fitness and humanity. I'm Dr. Richard Marks. Today I'm excited to welcome Amy Hart and Samuel Rayson. And Amy Hart is a presenter and media personality and appeared in Love Island Series 5 and Samuel's obviously partner. <laughs> partner now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How are you guys? Yeah, really good, thank you. Yeah, it's nice to be out, isn't it? We had a baby 14 weeks ago. So saying new so, parents on date yeah. day. Tonight's a bit of a date day. Wow. You're, you're part Very of our nice. date day. So <laughs> <day>. Perfect day. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you both, um, what are three things that make you smile? Um, I would say Stanley. Oh, you nicked, you nicked mine. <laughs> <laughs> we can both, we can both have you can always do three combined. Yeah. No, we both, both have Stanley, that's okay. fine. Stanley, for me, so Stanley... Um, obviously Sam, oh, but yeah. let's say Stanley and Sam's one because otherwise it's a bit of a cop. It's out. like family, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah family. Um, musicals and really good food. Mm. You've picked some good ones. Mm. So I'd, uh, Amy and Stanley, of course. Um, football, although I sport Spurs, not much smiling, but when I do, when it's good, it's good. I really smile about <laughs> On that. On the rare occasion. <laughs> yeah, and oh God, just nice days. Like when it's sunny and you're just outside. I'm just in, I like gardening at the moment. So yeah, Amy just You love me. nature, don't oh, wow. you? I do love nature. She catched me through through the window just laughing outside. <laughs> looking at my plants. I wouldn't my... have guessed that you were a gardening person. Well, I, I got into right. it last year because yeah. my front wasn't looking all that and the neighbours having a bit of competition. I thought, I'm not having that. I'm going to get involved. <laughs> It's so, like, do you remember in um, Desperate Housewives, Jesse Metcalf's character, yes. the John Rowland, the topless gardener? Yes, yes. That's Sam <laughs> um, that, out yeah. in our road. <laughs> and that's how he like, made friends with all the neighbours, didn't you? It's surprising. It's very social. Yeah, yeah people yeah. walk past, stop, so and on. You know, it's supposed to be really good exercise because, you know, like, whatever you do, any type of gardening, like, you know, digging and all that kind of thing is great exercise. And you're mm. out in nature, fresh air. It's brilliant. Oh, oh. good. Yeah, so definitely that outside, being yeah. about makes you smile. Brilliant. And um, obviously, we know each other because yep. I did your two things and it was look amazing. Um, so I want to ask you, obviously, to tell me about Love Island and how, how that was for you. Do you think, you know, looking back, that do you have any regrets or do you think it was a good thing for you? Or It was definitely a good thing for me, um, like sort of the life we live now. Um, I always say we, we literally have the perfect sort of balance in that um, I get to work in the public eye, I get to do really cool things. Um, you know, we're sort of quite financially stable and stuff, but we can also still live like a normal life. Like people, like these big like Hollywood movie stars, I don't understand how they, like, how they do it. Like, like, Can't even having, go out. Yeah, exactly. So that's why they have like, you know, shop, like Barbara Streisand has a shopping mall under her house, doesn't she? Because she literally can't go out. Um, so... Yeah, I think it was amazing and I'm so glad I did it. Um, any regrets? No. Like, I think back sometimes now and I think, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. But then it's like that, um, is it sliding doors? It's that thing of, like, if you changed even, like, one tiny thing in your life, like, even if you leave, like, ten minutes earlier, that yeah. could change, like, the whole trajectory of your life. Yeah. So I'm very, like, no, do you know what? Some bits were good, some bits were bad. I made some bad decisions, made some very good decisions. Um like, for example, leaving when I did, everyone, I remember people thinking, you played a blinder there. And I'm like, literally, I was just in counselling twice a day, crying my eyes out. And then I was like, do you know what? And then she said, well, when you meet someone else, and I said, well, I'm not going to meet anyone else now. And then it sort of clicked and I went, oh, I should probably just go home. If I'm not going to meet anyone else, I probably should just go home. So 
for me, when people were like, oh, yeah, you played a blinder, like, you left it just the right time. I'm like, I didn't even know that was just the right time to leave. I literally was like, hello, I'd like to go home now, please. Yeah, it wasn't um, calculated. Yeah, no. It was just what um, happened. So, yeah, so it was good, it was bad, but, like, as in, I made some good decisions, some bad decisions, but I wouldn't change any of them because it all led to where I am now. And tell me about your love of musicals and musical theatre. Has that been something that you always loved or...? Yeah, like, since I was a kid, like, I just love them. Um, but when I was pregnant, I went, people were like, oh, have you gone off any food? I'm like, no, just musicals, because I literally <laughs> couldn't sit there for two and a half hours. Um, yeah. And I was just so tired all the time, so I was really gutted. There were so many shows that I missed when I was pregnant. Um, so, yeah, absolutely get about that. But, yeah, I love musicals, all of them. I love a commercially unsuccessful musical as well. Something's on, <laughs> something's on for six you months like or less. Yeah, something's so. on for six months or less. It's my kind of thing. Um, what like, are your favourites? Can you? Um, From Here to Eternity, I loved. That was on for less than six months. I loved Maiden Dagenham. That was also on for less <laughs> oh than God. six months. Um, what do I love at the moment? Um, do you know what? So, I had a really cool night. So, I went to see uh, Les Mis the first night it reopened after lockdown. Mm. And um, there was a mix-up with my tickets. Basically, there was a big email chain and people were, were replying to the wrong people and stuff. And it was all basically a big mix-up. And I turned up and they were like, oh, have you got your tickets? And I was like, oh, I'm sure they're on the press desk. And they're like, there isn't a press desk. They'll be on your phone. And I was like, oh, no, I haven't got them. So the security wouldn't let me in. And, like, fair enough, I didn't have a ticket. And I was like, oh, my God. And I get really, like, I don't want people, I don't want people to think that I've inconvenienced them. I don't like to mess people around. So I was really panicking. So I was like, I need to wait. And, like, I, I'd sort of made peace with the fact we weren't going to go and see it. So I'd sort of made peace with that fact. But I was like, I need to wait until Janine, a lovely lady, she sadly died recently, but um, a lovely lady called Janine, who was the head of all the PR, I was like, I need to wait for her to come out because I need to apologise to her. So we just stood outside and the security like, you're not coming in. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm just waiting to speak to Janine. So she came out and I was like, Janine, I'm really, really sorry. Like, um, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean, it wasn't my fault. It's been a massive mix up. Um, I said, I'll still put it on Instagram that it was really good. I'll just pretend that we've gone. I won't tell you we didn't actually go. And she was like, no, I'm going to, this isn't your fault. I'm going to sort this out. So she marched me past the security. And, um, and at this point, Les Mis was a show that I could take or leave. And she marched me past the security and they're like, she hasn't got a ticket. And she's like, she's with me. <laughs> she walked in and she was like, wait here, Cameron. Cameron and I was like oh my god please may the box office manager be called Cameron and it's not Cameron McIntosh and then Cameron McIntosh Sir Cameron McIntosh came round the corner and was like yes Janine he's like she said, this is Amy and he was like hello Amy she's a lot for the theatre industry uh, it's been a big mix up with her tickets can we sneak her in for the second half and he was like I've got two seats in my box she can go and sit there so I got to go and sit in Cameron McIntosh's box <laughs> to watch Les Mis and he comes in for certain songs and for One Day More, which is the big end of Act One number, he came in and I wa- I didn't watch that, I watched him watch it because I can watch that anytime. I want to watch him watch it. And then after that, it was like my favourite musical and I was going to everyone, have you heard of uh, Les Mis? And they were like, yes. And I was like, yeah, it's actually like the best musical ever and like, we've been telling you this for years. <laughs> <laughs> and that just proves something good can come exactly. from anything. Do you know? So how did you guys meet? So we met. You can tell your story, my story. (laughs) We can have two versions. Let's see how they match up. (laughs) I was in London and I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to meet anyone else to put myself out there. Drank a load of wine, downloaded Bumble, started swiping, do what I always do. Swipe, 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 and then close the app and never go back on it again because I then get anxiety. Um, So then... Oh, no, no, that is quite true. Yeah. And then I saw Amy on Bumble 
Um, but at the time, she was branding herself as, as an air hostess still. So wow. I saw her and liked her and I thought, she looks really familiar. I couldn't put my finger on it. So I went to Instagram, typed in Amy, keep looking, looking, and then saw her and I was like, oh, that's what I've seen for Love Island. So I just randomly dropped you a message, a funny message. Yeah. I think it was funny. I can't remember exactly what I said. You said something like, um, hi, Amy, hope you're having a good Easter weekend. Um, if you've got a couple of minutes, can you not leave me hanging on Bumble or something? No, because I want to delete the app. You said, I'm patiently waiting oh, yeah, so I can was, delete the app. Yeah, so, so she responded. To, well, I didn't expect, but because I had a private profile. Yeah, yeah. Had a pro I clicked on it and it's a private mm. profile. And I was like, who the hell has a private profile? What a weirdo. So I Googled you and all the pictures were you in your little tighty whities with your six pack from your modelling days. So I was like, oh, do you know what? I'll give him a chance. <laughs> I'll give him a chance. Uh, so my sort of rule of thumb with, with the online dating was like, you've got to meet quickly. If you just let these conversations drag out, they often die out. So... I suggested meeting up and we went up to London, yeah. um, turned from like a little bit of food into a bit of a boozy <laughs> date really, didn't it? Yeah. So we actually, we had a phone call that first week, didn't we? You we were did, like, yeah. we need to have a phone call to check we can um, actually like talk to each other mm. rather than just on text. We had a phone call. It was the night before I moved house and I hadn't done any packing and I had you on the phone because I wasn't like, because I was concentrating on the phone call, I didn't find packing boring so I managed to pack up everything while I was on the phone to you. And then you went out, we met up for some like, awkward tapas didn't we because we'd already done i think it's always hard like if you speak on the, we were speaking on the phone sort of two hours a night every night before we met up and um it was about 10 days of us speaking on the phone every night for like two hours yeah, so, all the small so talk we'd done on, all of the sort of first second third date small talk so then it's the first time you've met someone but you're sort of going straight in with sort of like fourth date stuff <laughs> and so then you don't know how to sort of gauge it but we went to a wine bar we had a few wines did didn't we and you did your special mating dance it's not a mating dance I it's a mating really dance really drunk <laughs> and I did my proud Mary um, routine imagine you're standing there about to leave and then suddenly some music so comes how up. does it exactly go this I, mating dance she, I, this is the way I saw it she yeah. says it was different <laughs> I, was, I was leaving and she was like hang on Sam I've got something to share with you I was like this is a bit weird but anyway the music comes on it wasn't the music on yeah it wasn't the music no okay you tell you, you played the music maybe through your phone no then, I didn't then you started doing some kind of dance and I was like it did feel like a mating dance I didn't know, I didn't really know what to do so I kind of just like got along with it clapping and then she finished and I was like wow that's amazing the mating dance I know that's going to come up in your wedding speech and it's not going to be true and there's not going to be time well, for me, me to rectify me, it tell me that's not so true. I will rectify it now on okay. record right so what actually happened was we drank a hell of a lot of wine like you yeah. make out like I was so cold sober we drank a hell of a lot of wine and then we were in my friend's like obviously we had to sit outside we had to take our glasses back inside um and proud mary which is my song my routine uh was on i was like oh my god this is my song and then just started doing the dance that i do i wasn't trying to mate you it was it's a good song yeah it was a good uh, it, it worked date, and it, worked. it did work high morals there was another sweet bit to that whole day though because when we dropped the glasses inside he was like hang on can i just quickly show you something and there's a theatre there, isn't there? Yeah. And uh, we had our first real kiss. Yeah, in the theatre. In the theatre. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's all glues everything yeah. together, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so we had that there. And then, yeah, from there, didn't we? But I, what I found was really awkward. I don't we really talked about this at any time. So, obviously, we had our first kiss on our first date. But obviously, we had quite a lot of wine, hadn't yeah. we? Yeah. And then our second date, we met in the middle for a Sunday race, but we both drove. So we sort of got there and it's like, we've already kissed, but now we're both stone cold sober. Like, what do you do? And I remember we, we like, when we went to say goodbye, we were like, 
It is hug. really. Is it a weird really hug? Weird. Is it? Is it a hug? Is it a kiss? Is no, it a smooch? Is it like, what is it? We went yeah. for the kiss, but yeah. yeah, the second date's always awkward if you're not drinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We just well, went for it. And, and the third date, I ruined it by having my friends around for Mexican the day before and discovering tequila. You got ruined, didn't you? Yeah. And then you nearly called it off. I nearly called it off. If you did call it off, I was worried if she was trying to pie me off as well. So I was thinking, like, I hope we can still make this happen. Yeah, and then the third day, yeah. It was a hungover day. It was... Yeah, he literally came around and I literally sat on the sofa with no makeup on with wet hair. No, but I, I come down and then, so I, le- I think I left about 11, 12. But on my Google Maps, it was saying four hours to get home because of trade works. And I was like, wow, this is going to be a harsh journey home. <laughs> and uh, she was like, oh, I'm really lovely to meet you. And I'm like. I've got four hours to travel still. I was fuming secretly inside. <laughs> but yeah. I was also hella hungover. You was really hungover, <laughs> yeah. It's a hangover part four, but yeah. at least it worked out. Yeah. You know? It did really work, yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you can get through that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get through anything. <laughs> and how is it being a mum and being a dad? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Oh, we love it. We love it. It's re- At first, it's daunting. Or like lots of people tell you, some people talk about the beauties of having a baby. Others talk about all of the hell times they have, but... For me, it was it's it's been an, a lot better than I thought it was going to be from uh, things to do and looking after him. But the emotions you feel is unreal, isn't it? Yeah. Just seeing his little face smiling in the morning at the moment. Yeah. Like today, to come, so my mum has him on a Wednesday because I like to try and get all my work done on a Wednesday. So mum has him on a Wednesday. And she came to pick him up today and uh, she took all like the stuff she needed to take and she said, have you bring him out to the car? And I picked him up and he put his arms around my neck. And I was like, oh, my God. Then, like, he went and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I've just let him... But obviously, I have to work. So, um, but, yeah, I just it's just so lovely, like, cuddling him, isn't it? Yeah, like, it in comes the morning. natural to us yeah. both, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I think we have... Lots of people, yeah, talk about the negativity, don't they? But I think it's all about your mental attitude as well. Mm. I know you always wanted children, I mean. Yeah. When... So obviously, I went to a lot of effort to, like, freeze my eggs and stuff and then fell pregnant by accident. Spent a hell of a lot of money. Oh, that's uh, what I mean. The lead up to it all, and then the pregnancy itself, everything was quite scary because you, you know, you got no reference points if you haven't had any kids before. You just listen to what your friends and family said, but the actual happening and the after bit, and yeah. you know, the cuddles, particularly newborn cuddles, yeah. unreal. Loved it. And yeah. like, if you think, so in the middle of the night, sometimes, like, yeah, he would only sleep on my chest, and I couldn't sleep. Well, like, we had a couple of nights, didn't we? This thing, we only had a couple of nights in the fourteen weeks of like him, like just screaming for like four hours, whatever. But then he will eventually tire himself out and go to sleep. And so you get a bit of sleep. So then when you wake up in the morning and he's like smiling at you, you forget about you that four hours. You do. It's sort of like a distant memory. Well, if he does anything like poos in an inappropriate time, which yeah. he's done a few times, we just start, you've got to laugh it off and it's actually quite funny on reflection. <laughs> yeah. Run away. The other night, Sam was playing darts downstairs and I was feeding him and um, I like fed him and then picked him up to wind him. He did a big burp and I was like, well done. And then the whole bottle was like projectiled over me. And I had him and I was laying in a way that I couldn't like grab a muslin or anything. So I was like, Sam, Sam, can you come here a second, please? And he was like, you one second? I was like, I don't know now. And he comes and I was just covered in sick. See, that's a gesture of love. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Sam, obviously... um, we talked a little bit about modelling um, and you were involved in tech as well yeah. in your career. Um, so tell me about that and what's your life story? It was quite a <laughs> shift of, of change. So I um, was at university, started working at Abercrombie mm-hmm. and then I guess you got promoted too, but I become a shirtless greeter. I did that for a bit too long, I reckon five, seven years. Some fun memories, good stories. And then through that, I got into modelling because it was all, it all roughly linked. Um and that was that was a good way for me to work on 
my entrepreneurial side of things as a uni I did business so I set up and failed the first business a lot of people fail their first business <laughs> it's a learning experience as they say but the second business which I've run for five six years we build apps now for brands right. dealing with China oh. so that's my my job we we've built the business up there's about 15 of us now Great. Um, and most of the brands we work with are trying to attract Chinese students to live with them or engage with them when they come over to study in the UK. So but how I got from modeling Abercrombie to building niche Chinese apps, I don't really know. It just it shows you in life how it can just wow. <laughs> take its own path. That's so interesting. Yeah. I love it. I, I really do love it. I'm a bit of a, a tech. Maybe yeah. you could do a dentist app. Chinese Chinese students need their teeth done as well. That's true. Everyone everyone needs dentistry. I was going to get onto this. Yeah, (laughs) we did did get featured on. um, There's something called Redbook, which is like a version. Yeah, which is their version. Yeah, so we were featured on there by one of the. um, I think they were a student as well. Yeah, and then um, you know. The, the community is really good at networking so loads of patients came in from that so yeah I think it's like um, I, you know understanding that um, there's huge opportunities obviously. And, and some of these other platforms like WeChat which is what we specialise in it's got like 1.3 billion users. Exactly. And half people don't around the rest of the world don't know Little Red Book like Instagram same like Three, four, five hundred million users. Mm. I so, want to become a little red book influencer. We did think about <laughs> this, didn't we? I, I had a little play with it. So when we launched Fever City, um, some of our interns, without my knowing, took the story of me modelling Ab- and doing Abercrombie and turned it into an article. And I was like, what is naked, half-naked pictures me got to do with <laughs> restaurant apps, which is what we were doing at the time. But it seems to work. Because you're tasty. <laughs> <laughs> good line. See, that's that was it. That's a good line. <laughs> so, um, Amy, also, um, you know, you're into fashion and I've yeah. seen your clothing reels and stuff and I know not so many at the moment but tell me about you know your interest in fashion and the fashion industry um yeah I do love it I just uh, yeah like you say not many at the moment I just I really love like tailoring and I love I love a pair of trousers and I love like a cord uh where your midriffs out and stuff at the moment but at the moment I'm not um I'm not Cold ready, I would say. Um, I, uh, I think, think having, it was cool having those um, things because it's like really relatable and also, you know, just showing that you can try different things on and not everything's going to look good yeah. for everybody. Yeah, so there's a fashion we did after I had the baby and it was like five things. And the first four all fit me in. The four, fifth one was this play suit that did, wouldn't do up. But I still, put it, I still put it in the reel because, because that's I tried real. it on, yeah. Um <laughs> But yes, yeah, so, gotta be real for the real. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I think like, and people say like, oh, you should just be happy and stuff. But I'm like, but as well, I know that size doesn't always equal health, um, and that's like a big thing. Like Lizzo, obviously, is like I couldn't do what she does. Like, <laughs> so size does not equal health. But for me, I know what my natural size is. I know what my natural size when I'm eating well and exercising is. And if I was like, yeah, I don't care, I would. I'm obsessed with takeaways, aren't I? Which, yeah, you really are. I really am. I, I sometimes come home at like lunchtime. She's ordered a Domino's. Before. Yeah. Oh, no, what do you like? KFC? KFC, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Anything really. Um, I would literally have three takeaways a day <laughs> and I would, would die. Um, so I have to I have to monitor myself. So I sort of do that through clothes. So I'm like, do you know what? I want to feel really comfortable in like really beautiful clothing. So at the moment I need to, yeah. And also, but it's more about feeling like, 
It's the convenience, it's, it's, though, isn't it? When you've got yeah, a baby God, yeah. and you don't find the time to go but make. I think it's really hard because I don't want people to think that I'm being like, oh, you only look nice if you... But I think for myself... Yeah, that's what I've learned from you. It's about how you feel. Yeah. And it's the yeah. same for myself, isn't it? You you buy clothes, you do things, and, and really the end goal is to feel better in yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And to be to be yourself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I've put pictures on Instagram of me in a bikini on holiday 14 weeks after I've had a baby. Like, what more do people want from me? <laughs> <laughs> so, flashing back, did you enjoy being a flight attendant? And oh how did that come about? I loved it. I literally <laughs> loved it. It was like, I the first six months I hated... Because at Gatwick, there was like 90% of like nice people and 10% horrible people. And I happened to fly with all 10% of the horrible people in my first six months. Plus also, I was 18, hadn't really like had any sort of real life experience um, going away, like missing out on lots of stuff. Like especially that summer that everyone finishes their A-levels and like before they go to uni or like all my friends being back for three months after uni. And I'm like, oh, I can't come out today because I've got a pathos there and back. Or like, oh, I'm in... Antigua for four days um but after that I absolutely I did it for nine years I was a cab manager for three years I used to love being a cab manager so I was in charge of the whole plane so in charge of like 10 crew sort of working with three pilots I was really in charge of them but they don't like to say that um at least on my flights anyway um and then like 300 passengers and I just loved like the problem solving aspect of it and I think you do you see that a lot in me now that because where I don't have like the problem solving aspect in my job as such, you try to problem solve for me. I problem solve everything. You do. I love it. Well, I, I will always what... find a way. Like last night, for example. Yeah. My dad was like, "Oh, Sam's taking your big suitcase home, but hasn't taken the little one." And I'm like, "There must have been a way. There must have been a way to like get it in there." Yeah. Well, you could just take it home, as exactly, I said. Exactly. Yeah. But back, uh, back, back <laughs> to that. Does she love it? I mean, we go on flights, like sometimes eight, ten hours. I don't even see her on the flight. She becomes another member of the staff. <laughs> and I've seen her like open things, put stuff away. She disappears <laughs> with the rest of the crew. I'm on my own. Especially watching... like on, on like a Gatwick flight. I know all yeah. the crew. So I'll be down the back, down the back galley with them. But I'm going to New York with my best friend Luke in a couple mm. of weeks. Um, and he's working. I said to him, I was like, please, can I do the bar paperwork? And he was like, no, you can't. I was like, oh. I was like, can I, can I watch you do it? And he was like, yes, okay, if you want to watch me do it. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I always wanted to be a pilot as one of those yeah. alternative jobs. You know what I mean? Because I like the idea that you'll kind of, con- you know, get the plane and you're controlling it and everything, you know, and I like like the whole idea of that and the uniforms <laughs> yeah. some of them are brilliant yeah. yeah i mean i we went to cancun on holiday didn't we and um on the way home we'd paid to sit in business because i like specifically because i was landing home from holiday on from mexico on the monday morning and on the tuesday morning i was going to orlando on holiday so I know, I and like, i've never been in business before no. right? so i was like right Let's let's pay for business so that then I can sleep and then I'll be fine to then unpack my case, repack my case, go and get my nails done, I'll be fine. Amazing. Done. I knew all the crew, so I spent probably the first four hours of the flight in the... Oh, no, sorry, actually I didn't. So while the service was going on, because I knew the crew, they were, like, pouring me these huge glasses of wine. So I'm, like, knocking them back. Then I went down to see my friends that are working in economy, so I'm in the back galley with them, drinking, drinking, drinking. And then... I got stuck behind a trolley when they were clearing in and um, 
I, I was like, I said to the girl, I said, can I, because it was the camera, I was like, can I have a go? And he was like, yes. So I started collecting trolleys, like trays in and putting them in the trolley. And people were like, isn't that Amy from Love Island? And I was like, yeah, I used to work here. And he was like, actually, go and sit down, please. <laughs> and I ended up sleeping for about an hour of the flight. My friend came woke me up in the morning. She said, like, how do you feel? And I was like, horrendous. You should have got paid. <laughs> That's right, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Sam, going back to, um, you know, obviously your days of modelling and everything, we'd like to talk a little bit about, like, fitness and nutrition. How did you approach that during that, you know, during that time and now? And did you find that was very restrictive, you know, in terms of dietary and, you know, and having to gym all the time? Yeah, there, there was a lot of pressure. I mean, like I said, I enjoyed gymming, but when you're getting compared to other people that are equally as toned or taller, more muscular you do think about every little thing that can help. So I was on pretty restrictive diet. I mean, most people then on like high protein diets, um, low carbs. Um, being at university, I did like to drink at the time as well. So balancing it all out. Um, yeah, food, like I thought about it too much. Um, and then throughout the whole of my sort of modeling journey, I was probably a little bit broader and more muscular than I needed to be to get regular work. So I was always trying to like slim. Um, and then that's quite wearing over time. So now I have a bit more of a balanced attitude. I fast quite a lot and I've done that for years, which I think enables me to get away with a little bit more with the rest of my day food. But um, yeah, I, I've just got a bit more of a balanced approach. So I'm not going to avoid something because I don't enjoy the taste of it anymore. Like was before I would avoid it. Um, and I'm just sensible with my whole intake and that works for me now, really. Yeah, I think the fasting really works. But, you know, some people, when they talk about the fitness, they're saying, or you need a certain number of grams of protein per body weight, and that just ends up being massive. Like, how am I, you it know? Can, it I, can become really can I, consuming, can though. I just say, as someone yeah. that's, like, not as experienced in sort of fitness nutrition, I got an online coach, uh, like, it was a guy. I had, a, I had a girl after that, and she was brilliant, but the guy online coach that I had, he was like, you have to have 100 grams of protein a day, and you have to have this many calories. So then I was, like, trying to put together meals that hit both, but I could never hit both. And so I was saying to him, like, you know, what's more important? Is the 100 protein grams of protein more important or the calories? Like, I was really confused. And, and that, that's it. the thing. When it consumes, you can have fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> but it can get really consuming. <laughs> like, my, my fitness pal, these great apps, so they're great, but they are consuming. And I think, you know, if you can just take a step back and manage it more practically and, like... But I think my fitness power is good for someone like me who's, like, starting out. So, obviously, I'm starting again, like... I haven't got an online coach this time. I've just got a PT who's just put me on like a certain number of calories. I also have a nutritionist um, who's brilliant, but she is, she's like a really, like a moral nutritionist in that when I'm like, I really want to lose loads of weight. She's like, no, she's like, I'll tell you what you can eat to like promote good gut health and to make you healthier and stuff. She's like, I'm not going to tell you how to lose weight because she's like, you don't need to. This is before, I probably do know, need to now. Um, but so for my fitness pal for me is good because I think you can look at things sometimes and think, oh, that's like a smoothie bowl, for example. You're like, oh, that's really, or a smoothie. You're like, oh, that's so healthy. And then when you actually look at what it's the calories are, calories. like, and if you're on a set number a day, I think it's good. And like yesterday, my trainer put me on the skiing machine. 
And he Ooh, was that's like, the difficult one. And he was like, just do 20 calories. So I was like, okay, that's, that's easy. And obviously it takes like three minutes. And he was like, I like to do this to teach people exactly. how like how long it takes to burn 20 calories. How easy is it yeah. to eat 20 like calories? Like a chocolate bar. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he was you, like, you can't register snacks on my fitness pal, apparently, can you? Yeah. Well, there's no snacks on your meal. And <laughs> I see you snacking all the time. <laughs> um, but like, I think... For me, as a, I know you didn't ask me about fitness and nutrition, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, for me, I find, just for anyone like me that's starting out, I've tried to do, you know, like you see on Instagram and stuff, like really yummy recipes that are really healthy. And, you know, there was something called crack chicken that we made, wasn't there, which was like chicken with like Philadelphia and stuff. And it was supposed to be healthy and in our calories and stuff. I find that really difficult because when I'm making it, I'm like... It's like, you know, one tablespoon of Philadelphia and I'm like, four <laughs> tablespoons of Philadelphia. Like, oh, I need more sour cream in that. Um, it's and a then, proper and crack then, chicken. And then, and then, like, the portion sizes and stuff, like, you know, like, dividing them up. Um, like, I it would be like a four portion thing and we'd just eat it between us. And I'd be like, oh, one portion. Um, but I was actually having two. I find it really easy just to, like, strip everything back and just go really simple. So stuff like scrambled eggs for breakfast, like for lunch at the moment. So this week I chucked a kilo of chicken in the slow cooker with like some different herbs and some chicken stock and then just like shredded it all and then portioned it out. And then every lunchtime we do something different with you've it, You've done good we? portions. It's usually just quite stingy with my portion. This week you've done good um, I think I ran, I ran out of meal prep containers so I had to keep like <laughs> chucking them up. Really um, but like, so we bought like flatbreads and wraps and bagels and stuff and like rice pouches. So it's like today we had like um, the chicken with like salad in a wrap. And I just find it so easy. Just and I don't mind eating the same thing over and over again. Like before Love Island, I did a six week, eight week program to get me down to like I was fifty seven kilos and I looked like Barbie with like, stuck on leg. <laughs> and did you think at that time like is that the real you, or did you feel like that was some you know? Oh no, oh, was it version? like yeah. yeah? I mean, I didn't drink for like eight weeks. I didn't go out. I used to call in sick to work if I thought that um, I would like eat badly or like I think like okay I've got six days of standby I'm more useful having six days in the gym um, and I was going to the gym like every day sometimes twice a day and yeah but I did eat the same thing every day um, on a two-week cycle and that for me is just the easiest thing to do. Mm. Well the thing is also we talk about sometimes how people there may be people who look physically fit but they may not actually be healthy at all skinny fat people yeah yeah (laughs) and in even more like those controlled body types do you know what i mean how healthy is that really for that person it's it's not sustainable it's not sustainable i think like the picture of me like walking into the villa on the first day that was never going to be sustainable because then all i did was sit on a beanbag five weeks well, so it's the same <laughs> eating when, crisps when guys used to say like how do you get ripped you know to to be like peak ripness for a better word you only really can maintain that for a couple of days mm. so that's why like bodybuilders when they do their events like they're literally trying to tweak it mm. to look amazing for a couple of hours yeah they're even yeah. dehydrated uh, aren't yeah. they? exactly i so. used to do pageants and i used to um do the thing that my bodybuilder friend did which was like drinking like eight liters of water and then cutting it down and cutting it down and the glass of white wine the night before to try and make my stomach like i mean it does work but yeah i mean that that shows you you can't maintain that i think that's the perspective people get they they don't realize like that is literally for a couple of hours for a show rather than live like that religiously exactly so um what i was going to ask is about any challenges faced through your career in life so <laughs> I know this is a difficult one. Um, I'd just say like 
caring what people think all the time. It's quite hard, isn't it? That's where I get my most anxiety, I think. Like, if I've posted something on... Um, and I think, as a woman as well, when, you, when you're quite hormonal, then if people start having a go at you online, then it's even worse. And, like, when I was away last week, I messaged you and I said, I'm feeling really anxious today. And that was because I'd posted something on Instagram that I thought was fine, and then people started really going at me for it. And that just made me really, really anxious. Mm. That surprised me as well, like, being quite unknowing to it or when when Amy and I was dating and then uh, when we first got together it was quite big news and th then you start to see people having opinions on us as a couple and mm. things about me things about Amy and it, it's quite shocking really like yeah it um, really is it, it makes you realize a lot of people out there that all they must do every day is just give out bad vibes and in yeah. target people and I, I mean I think you know obviously it comes it's easy to say not to take it on but mm. Um, you know, you're still obviously going to feel it, even if you... This is like a little chip at your armour, as that's how I describe it, and every chip sometimes can, like, get mm. a bit bit more through. Yeah. yeah, and I think, like, one thing that people always say about us, like, which makes me laugh, people are like, oh, yeah, Sam's only with Amy for the fame and the money, and I'm like, I mean, we live in, like, a three-bedroom house in, in Worthing, like we go to like the occasional press night of a theatre show. And I, and I mean? I, we we live quite a normal life. Yeah, and I don't like, post much online. No. Like really, I'm sort of very yeah. laid back. So, but it's and all, you have your own business. Exactly, yeah. and, and a lot of people probably don't even know that. They they, they don't know what I do really. Everyone but thought you were a personal trainer, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Really... I think they used to say <laughs> that personal trainer Sam or model Sam. I was like, I haven't done that for about seven years, but whatever. <laughs> I remember someone put online like, I'm guessing Sam's a personal trainer because he's so fit. I was like, no, no, he just likes the gym. Yeah. I think the other thing is like those comments, but you you know exist in that world, but mm. you know what the real yeah. Story. Am I really that awful of a person that Sam couldn't just love me? Yeah. <laughs> well, ninety nine percent of comments and and what people say yeah. is lovely, and but it is that one percent that can affect you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but it's be, that that's from a challenge from yeah. Amy's perspective, like trying to support her when I also someone's think you have an amazing personality, mm -hmm. and I always oh, thought that that had never fully come through. On no, it didn't. You know, that. but I think it's just a really difficult time on Love Island. It's so like it can be really stressful, and obviously they've only got sort of forty-seven minutes a day to show. And also, when you're there, you're really tired. Like, mm -hmm. so it's quite hard to be, be like cracking jokes. You're, you're a lot different to what I thought you would be. I, yeah. I did watch her series, but not like, every episode. But I've got a vague idea of, of Amy. Um, but you were a lot funnier than I imagined. Yeah, a lot, lot funnier. Yeah. Like, and obviously a lot more smiley because we were going through yeah. Yeah. harder times there. Right. So, um, but yeah, like I wish I could sort of. I don't know, like, the only thing I wish is... So I got a lot of therapy after Love Island, like, provided by ITV. Thank you, ITV. Um, and I, I went on holiday with my best friend, like, just after I'd sort of finished my therapy. And she was like... I, she said, I don't want to get all emotion stuff, but I just want to say, like, um, after all this therapy, you're like Amy before Love Island, but better. Um, she was like... Because we went on holiday, like, about three months after Love Island. And she said, I'm not being funny. She said, it wasn't very nice to go on holiday with you then. Mm. Um, and she's like... It was like, probably just too much of yeah. the out oh God, yeah. pressure. I was horrible. I was and horrible. the internal horrible. pressure and everything. Yeah. Um, I was so, like, stressed, so anxious. I got so... Like, I never used to eat. had nervous belly all the time. Um, I remember once, my voice started going from, like, exhaustion. Because I literally just worked every day. And my voice started going from exhaustion. And... Um, my friend walked into my house. I said, I'm up here. She went, oh, your voice is going. I was like, yeah, thanks for letting me know. I know. And she was like, 
right, what's going on? And I just burst into tears. And I was like, no, I'm really lucky. And she's like, I couldn't do what you do. She's like, I wouldn't want to. She's like, I'm happy with my normal life, thanks. Um, so you can really understand what people are going yeah, through. On but I sort theory. of wish, like, I could do it again, like, after the therapy. But obviously I don't want to do it again now because I have a nice boyfriend. But, like, I wish I'd had that therapy before I went in. But then things could have been different, so... Yeah, exactly. Everything happened for a reason. So what do you guys... I'm going to ask this question for both of you. What are your plans for the future? Oh, we've got big plans. Big plans, <laughs> big plans. We're getting married. We, well, that's, wow. that is, yeah. that's And we've done it a bit unconventionally. So when we... when we um, Was it last year? Yeah. Yeah, we just started thinking about our future. This is before Stanley. Was it before Stanley? No, we were pregnant. What, yeah. I, think, I think we knew we were going to get married anyway yeah. before we got pregnant. And we got pregnant... And we were out in Spain already and we knew, well, at this point we thought we wouldn't get back out to Spain till this September um, because we were like, oh my God, you can't take a small child on holiday. He's 14 weeks, been on two holidays already. Um, so we were like, oh, like let's go and look at some venues. And we just saw one we loved. And then you learn more because of the COVID backlog. Loads of people were already taking loads of yeah. availability. People like, were booking way yeah. in advance. So it's like, do we commit now? before engagement and stuff which people think is bizarre we was like yeah let's just do it yeah. um so we're still not engaged we will get engaged I'm just, amy just clocks on to everything like that's the trouble so um we'll have to also, find a time and place when you won't yeah, expect it and also my and i tried to stop doing this another thing that i do is um i have like a really like vivid imagination like a, a big great tv producer and like so for example a girl i know said that her best friend didn't go to her wedding because she was stuck in LA, her maid of honour. And I was like, see, I would have ruined that because I would have been like, of course you're not coming to the wedding. I'd be like, she's obviously going to turn up on the morning and be like, did you think I'd let you get married without me? So then either she'd do that, but I'd have ruined the surprise, or she wouldn't do that and it would just be really sad. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so I have to stop doing these things. Like every Everything that we arrange, I'm like, oh, I wonder if Sam is planning this. I've yeah. tried, like, had to stop doing that now. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's to come this year yeah um and then next year wedding thoughts and god yeah after that maybe more children we yeah. both would like more children yeah see, hopefully see where that goes you can yeah. have a whole massive <laughs> well that that's a, that is quite part <laughs> of the thing really. i know this thing i'd love loads and loads of kids but then it's like now stanley's here not because he's like the easiest baby he's literally so happy isn't he he just he likes to eat sleep and laugh but because I look at him and I think, oh, my God, I want to, like, show you the world. I want to give you, like, the best of everything. I want you to be able to do whatever you want to do. With two kids, we could definitely do that. With four, potentially could do that. But we're both self-employed. You don't know what the future holds. So it's like I'd love four kids, but at the same time, I want you know, if he wants to do football, I want him to be able to do all the extra coaching and have all, like, you know... The boots and everything. We can't play in bare feet. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, I don't want him to. I want him yeah. to have like the yeah. best. Yeah. So I yeah, think yeah. we just. We'll but just without being spoiled, we'll see. We'll he'll, catch he'll be up. Work, yeah. He'll Amy, work Amy in general, we'll like, catch up in five to ten years. <laughs> yeah. you, you generally love having a plan, though, don't you? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. But then I think you have to like this thing. Had we, had we not, um, as well, we we're very lucky to still have three grandparents. Sadly, we've lost three of our grandparents. We're still more on your side. I was about to say, your maths is not good. You know, we've lost five of our grandparents. We've still got three left. So you don't know. And also, like, it's not even grandparents. It's all our families, isn't it? Like, you never know what's around the corner. And had we not have actually gone and booked that wedding venue last year, if we'd 
got engaged this year and then been like, okay, let's go and look at wedding venues. We'd probably be looking at like 2026, maybe. And I just think it's good to sort of... Things have a way of working out. Uh, yeah, you know I mean, it's, I mean? it's made you just me, got to um, follow the journey a little mm. bit. Yeah, I, I didn't. I'm not one to plan much at all. Am I? As you, as I keep finding out. Yeah. But um, your your ways are working on me now yes. in a good way. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thank, thank, you, thank you, you for joining me. And it's really amazing to hear about Stanley. Yeah. Obviously, Love Island, all the stories, and you guys. It's so nice for me, obviously, knowing you mm. before. We think he's and teasing, actually, so I need to bring him in. Yes, when, when it comes through, Someone's when it comes through, I'll bring yeah, him in. Yeah, exactly. That would be amazing. Well, thank you guys for listening. If you like today's show, please rate and review wherever you get your podcast. It's presented by me, Dr. Richard Marks. For more about me, I'm on at Dr. Underscore Richard Double Underscore or visit my website, www.drrichardlondon.com. This is a Pod People production and the music is by Daily Music and we will see you next time.